Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Thank you, Jehovah, for this moment. Praise be to God. You are awesome, Yahweh. You are great, Jehovah. You are worthy. You are mighty. There is no one like you. Great. Welcome and thank you for joining. I am ready to deliver the message of the word that God has given me for you today. And as we do, let's pray before we get into the word of God. The prayer that I want us to offer today is a prayer of preparation. All right. So it's a prayer that we should ask God to allow the Holy Spirit to prepare us, to get us ready for the word that he's about to speak, to deliver to us this day. Praise the Lord. Let's begin to pray. Prayers of preparation of the heart, of the spirit, of the mind. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we appreciate you this awesome and new day, my Lord, that you have given us. We thank you that, God, we have never had this day before. Jehovah, this is the first 6th of March, 2022. It is a unique day, my Lord, a unique moment, my Father, where Jehovah, you want to show, my Lord God, who you are, my Father, to your sons and your daughters. There are others, my Lord God, who may be questioning and wondering, my Lord God, if indeed there is a God. There are some who may be asking the question, is there indeed the Lord Jesus? There are others who are wondering, is there such a thing as the Holy Spirit? Some might be asking, is the word of God indeed real? I pray that God ready their hearts, my Father. Prepare their minds, O Lord. Prepare Jehovah their spirits for the word that you are about to speak today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I know that the word that is going to be spoken is a word that will transform their lives, is a word that will change their families, is a word that will give them boldness, is a word that will give them courage. This is a word, my Father, that is indeed the life they need. This is the word that God will be as a bulldozer in their life, Lord God, laying down everything flat in their path so they can continue succeeding. This is the word that will give them, Jehovah, every ability they require, the strength, O Lord, to climb over mountains. This is the word that, God, they need to make it through valleys. This is the word that they need, my God, to receive healing and permanent recovery. This is the word that they need, my God, to have a peace in its complete state, in its complete form over their life. This is the word they need, Lord, over every affair of their life, that God, they may know that indeed they are called by God. Father, as they are listening to this word, Lord, that you have given me, I pray that God, every statement, every word, and the scripture that shall be given and shared with them, may it be, Lord, a revelation, O God, unto them, in the mighty name of Jesus. I ask that, Lord, wherever they may be listening and watching from, I declare that may you, O oh God, make it to be the environment where miracles can take place. May it be the environment where recovery can take place. May it be an environment where restoration can happen. May it be an environment of forgiveness. May it be an environment, Lord, of upliftment. May it be an environment of transformation. May it be an environment of wisdom in the name of Jesus Christ. 
I commit, Lord God, different nations, my Father, before you, Lord God. Nations, Jehovah, that may be experiencing and encountering different issues, my Father of life. I pray that, God, whatever they are facing, my Father, I ask that, Lord, may you deliver them in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, I know that, Jehovah, Lord God, you are God and you are omnipresent. That is to say that, Lord, you are everywhere, my Father. That is to say that, Jehovah, you are in every place, my Lord. That is to say that, God, you are honoring Jehovah in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I honor you, Lord, and I thank you, Jehovah, for their life. I thank you, Lord, for their families. I thank you for their businesses, their jobs, their academics. I thank you for their children and everything that has to do with their life. I honor you for their ministry. I honor you for their governments, their nations, Lord God, their cities, and everything that has to do with them, O oh Lord. I give you all the praise and all the honor because this word, this moment, O oh Father, is going to lift and move them forward. Receive the praise, O oh Father. Receive the honor, Jehovah. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Once more, I, I thank you um, for taking the time to join us at this moment. And I want to assure you that what you have done, the decision that you have taken to watch or listen to this message is a decision that is going to bring fruits over your life, good fruits, positive fruits. It is going to bring a positive change over your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I believe this. Before I tell you what the message is, I want you to understand a few statements, all right? There are a few revelations that I have received from God and I would want to share with you now. I posted this earlier, but for the sake of anyone that is only tuning in here, I want you to understand this. Number one, a single key is cut to unlock a specific lock. So it, it is unusual to have one key that can open different locks. The norm is that one key is cut in such a way that it can only unlock a specific lock. Now, don't be frustrated when what you knew yesterday cannot get you through today. What does that mean for you? As a child of God, you may have been taught a certain word yesterday. You may have listened to a certain preaching last week. You may have been in the church last month and there was a specific message that was delivered to you. I want you to understand that messages are specific. Hallelujah. So never be deceived that one message is enough for your entire life. Never be deceived that one scripture is enough for your entire life. Never be deceived that one declaration, one prayer is enough for your entire life. Hallelujah. You are con constantly searching for the word fitting for the specific moment. You may have received a word of healing yesterday, but now what you need is not healing. Perhaps you need promotion. Maybe you need grace. Maybe you need favor. Maybe you need restoration. So it depends what it is that you need. And hence the reason why you are always seeking for the word of God. You are always looking to pray. You are always looking for the presence of God. Hallelujah. It is a non-ending process. It is a lifetime commitment. Praise the Lord. So I want you to keep that in your heart. It is very important. Here's a message. Precious Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The topic of the message that I want to deliver to you today is Precious Jesus Christ. Precious Jesus Christ. Last Sunday, I was talking on a message that gospel is for everyone. The good news is for everyone. 
And moving from that point, I want you today to understand that God would like to say to you that there is a man called Jesus Christ, and this man is precious. Before I, as a pastor, before any other servant of God can lead you to receive Jesus, before you can be told that you need to give your life to Jesus, to surrender your life to Jesus, it is first important for us to learn about Jesus. It is first important for us to understand about the life of Jesus. It is first important for us to understand who is Jesus Christ. What is his relationship with God? And what is his relationship with us? What are the benefits about him? What is it about him that is unique? Hallelujah. And once we have learned that, once we have been taught that, it then makes sense. It then becomes easier for us to be given the message on salvation, to be taught exactly that we need to surrender our lives to him. Because without the understanding, it is possible that someone can claim to receive Jesus when they haven't yet decided. It is possible that someone can say they want to follow Jesus and yet they have no revelation about him. Remember, the Bible says that two people cannot walk together unless they agree. So no one will be able to walk with Jesus unless there is an agreement. No one can walk with Jesus unless there is an understanding. So there has to be revelation. There has to be knowledge. There has to be you know, enough information that I know about this man for me to walk with him. There has to be enough knowledge for me to know about this man for me to say I'm going to surrender my life to him. There has to be enough information for me to say that I'm going to say goodbye to my old ways and I'm going to change my ways because of Jesus. There has to be enough information that convicts me, that causes me to sit and say, you know what, Tadala, you have been living the wrong life. This is the right life. There has to be enough knowledge for me to indeed accept that he is the way, the truth and the life. How? After I have been taught about him. We are approaching the period of Easter where there will be a lot of talk, a lot of teaching, a lot of messages about the, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, about the death of Jesus Christ. Even people who may not be of the church because of Easter and, and, and you know, the, the significance of this day, you find that people worldwide will be talking about it. People will be going on vacation on holidays. People will keep speaking about it. People are excited because of this day. But I want you to take a step back and understand, learn about this man that we are talking about. Learn about his life. Learn about his authority. Learn about his power. And then make a decision. A decision that you are never going to go back. A decision that you will say, I indeed was convicted in my heart that Jesus is the only way. Precious Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to open the scripture or rather let's do this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Open your Bible from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And as you're opening that, um, I want to say this. The earth can sometimes feel like a pretty, dark, cold, and lonely place. Its inhabitants at times being ruthless, selfish, and without compassion. God's knowledge is all around us. However, the pursuit of wealth, fame, success, and acceptance in this maze or rather complex network called life, it results in many of us being left without love, 
without care or even basic human qualities such as living in harmony. Let's break that down a little bit before we go and read the book of 2 Corinthians. What this statement is saying is that the earth, the universe, the world that we are in, the continent that you are on, the nation that you are in, hallelujah, the city, the town, the neighborhood that you are living in is not perfect. It is far from perfect. It is far from ideal. There are going to be mistakes. There are going to be problems. There are going to be conflicts. There are going to be misunderstanding. There is going to be hate. There is going to be theft. There is going to be all the nasty and negative things that you can imagine and think of in the area that you are in. But what I am saying is while all those things are around you, one thing that you must always remember is that the knowledge of God is around us. Hallelujah. And this is why now or time and time again, you are getting a man of God, a woman of God, a servant of God, such as myself, who is constantly coming and sharing the gospel, the good news, constantly sharing about the goodness of God, constantly sharing about the ability, the power of God, constantly preaching, constantly teaching, constantly telling you that pray, change your ways. Why? Because the knowledge of God is around us. Praise the Lord. Even though there are wars, even though there are conflicts, even though there is hunger, even though there, are, you know, there is death, even though there are accidents, even though there is witchcraft, even though there is hatred, even though there is envy, all the negative and nasty things you can imagine, the knowledge of God still exists. The knowledge of God is still around us. Precious Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. Let's read verse 1 to 7. The Bible reads, Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. People say, never say never. But here the word of God through Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians says to you and I, never give up. Never give up. You fell yesterday, never give up. It didn't work out last week, never give up. You did not succeed last month, never give up. The previous relationship was not good, never give up. Your friendship ended, never give up. You are looking for a job and it is taking time, never give up. You are trying your best for your ministry to grow, never give up. You are doing your best to teach people the good way, to teach people the right way. Never give up. Hallelujah. Let's continue. Verse number two. We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. My, my. We do not try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. Apostle Paul is saying, when a man of God such as I comes before you, it is not my mission to trick you. It is not my mission to trick anyone listening to me. And it is not my intention, it is not my plan to try distort the word of God. So as a servant of God, I want to make a declaration to you that it is not my mission, neither will it ever be my mission to try trick you while using the word of God. 
It is not and it will never be my intention to try distort the word of God for my own benefits. Meaning I will not manipulate the word of God. I will not add it to the word of God. I will not subtract from the word of God so that it may benefit me. I should not make a mistake of trying to use the word of God to cause you to bless me, to cause you to give me, to cause you to be kind to me. I should not use the word of God to cause you to accept me. Hallelujah. I have heard in the past of, of testimonies where people, hallelujah, believers, say to a woman, a young girl, to say that, listen, God has spoken to me that you should be my wife. And yet God did not even speak or say such a thing. And because the woman or the girl was afraid that it is God, she ended up accepting this man whom God did not even intend her to accept. That is distorting the word of God. That is tricking people using the word of God. Today, I want to say to you that as a child of God, as a servant of God, you have to be genuine. Praise the Lord. Precious Jesus Christ. Let's read on. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest know this. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest know this. Look at verse number three. If the good news we preach. Now, last Sunday, I was talking about what? The gospel is for everyone. And I said to you that the gospel means good news. The good news of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So God is connecting. God is working something here. And in the book of 2 Corinthians, today on the message, Precious Jesus, the word of God is saying, if the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Ah, what a revelation. I say to you, hallelujah, in, the, in the, the, the second statement, that God's knowledge is all around us. There is no one who can claim today that they are unaware of the knowledge of God. One way or another, there is something that tells you that there is a supernatural being, a supernatural force, a supernatural power, someone, something that is greater than you. Hallelujah. There will always be something to convict you, something to say to you that, wait a minute, Tadala, how can this happen on its own? Wait a minute, sir. How can this happen on its own? Can you explain how this changed? Can you explain how the world, you know, is able to change seasons on its own? Can you explain properly what holds the earth into place? Can you explain properly what tells the birds to migrate? Can you explain properly how production takes place? Can you explain properly how there is always a food, how plants are able to grow? Can you explain? Yes, biology might try to give some ideas. Science might try to give ideas. But when you look at it carefully, you realize that even science or biology or geography cannot really explain these things properly. Why? Because there is the knowledge of God that only God can explain. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for the reading of the scripture. This is only a portion of what we are going to read, but I thank you, my Father, for the word of life. Lord, today you have called me, God, to speak to your people on a message, precious Jesus Christ. There is a reason why you are saying such words, my Father. And I, with your people, are ready, my God, to listen and to hear what, all oh, Father, you would like us to learn out of this message. God, I lift your name above every other name. For your name is worthy to be praised. Your name is worthy to be glorified. Jesus, I say yes. 
to you. I say yes to your ways. I say yes to your word. I say yes to your instructions. And Holy Spirit, I adore you, my helper. Angels of God, I deploy you and I send you in every corner, in every house, in every environment where your daughter, your son are. Because the Bible says you are my ministering spirits. You are our ministering spirits. Therefore, we have control. Father, receive the praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, listen. Let's go to verse number four, all right? Verse number four, 2 Corinthians chapter four, verse number four. The Bible reads, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Now, let's take a moment there. We are talking about precious Jesus Christ. We are talking about the knowledge of God. We are talking about the revelation of God. We are talking about the wisdom of God. We are talking about the intelligence of God. We are talking about the secrets of God. And here in verse number four, the Bible, the word of God is saying that Satan is known as the God of this world. Satan has taken a hold of this world. And this is why in the beginning I was saying there is so much evil taking place in the world. And they never make a mistake. That is not the doing of God. But the Bible says there is a man called Satan. There is a fallen spirit called Satan. There is a fallen angel called Satan. There is a fallen being called Satan. And the Bible says this man has got the world in his hand. This man is, is at the core of all the negative that is happening in the world. This man is at the core of all the things that are nasty taking place in the world. This man, remember, at the beginning, he was at the center of the fall of man. Hallelujah. When you go back in the book of Genesis and you read the story about Adam and his wife Eve, the Bible says there was a serpent. And this serpent was the very enemy, the very Satan, the very devil we are talking about. And the Bible says it is he that tricked Eve to eat the fruit that, was, uh, what, that she was not supposed to eat with her husband. He is the very man that convinced Eve to trick his, his, uh, her, her, her husband, Adam, um, to eating the fruit also. And then the fall of man began. So I want to say to you that you have to understand that you are not living in a perfect world. If you are looking for a world that does not have problems, then you are in the wrong earth. If you are looking for a life that is free of issues, then you are living the wrong life. If you are looking for a relationship that is not going to have any challenges, then you are in the wrong place, my friend. Hallelujah. You have to understand that in everything and everywhere where you are going to be, it is never going to be perfect. Even for a pastor like me in the ministry, it is never going to be perfect. Because even for Jesus Christ, whom we are preaching here today, the Bible says he was rejected by his own people. Imagine your own people rejecting you your own disciples running away from you leaving you alone hallelujah one of your own disciples crucifying you praise the lord your only people nailing you to the cross rejecting you and killing you and yet this is the messiah this is the son of god that we are talking about so today, when we are talking about precious Jesus, I don't want you to be ignorant and think that your life is going to be clear of challenges. You see, this is one of the reasons why there is a high rate of depression, a high rate of anxiety, a high rate of suicide, because people are refusing to accept the fact that life is not perfect. 
So when I get a problem in my relationship, what do I do? I get depressed. When I get a challenge in my workplace, what do I do? I get depressed. When things don't go well or right in my academics, what do I do? I start complaining. I get depressed. When I am struggling financially, that I am, I'm, you know, I, I struggle maybe this month to pay my bills, what do I do? I get depressed. Why? Because I am refusing to accept the fact that life is not going to be perfect. When there is a problem with my relatives, everyone is getting depressed. People are crying. People are complaining. Why? Because we are refusing to accept that life is, is, is not problem-free. Praise the Lord. So I don't want you to be scared. I don't want you to scare you. But at the same time, I will not be doing my job as a servant of God if I cannot tell you the truth. I will not be doing you justice if I, if I cannot speak the truth. Listen. In the Bible, the Bible says there is a story, right? Where Jesus was moving around with his disciples. And people, the, the, the disciples of John, the Baptist, approached Jesus. And they said to Jesus, why is it that your disciples do not fast? Why is it that your disciples do not take time to pray and deny themselves food, you know, in offering prayer? And Jesus Christ said, listen, the bride, the bridegroom, Hallelujah. The, 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 those who are around the bride, they cannot struggle. They cannot suffer while the bride is around. But a time is going to come when this bride is not among them. If you are speaking about the bridegroom, the same. That there will be a moment when the bridegroom is not going to be around. There will be a time when the master is not around. There will be a time when the leader is not around. And when that time comes, they, they will have to take responsibility and they start to pray and they start to fast. Hallelujah. So what was he saying? He was teaching them that you have to understand that life changes. You are not going to be in a comfort zone the rest of your life. You are not going to be smiling the rest of your life. You are not going to be, you know, having a life full of peace the rest of your life. No. Yes, we want to believe that everything will be okay with Jesus. Yes, we want to believe that everything is okay. You are healed. It is all perfect with Jesus. That is okay. But the truth is that even though you have got faith, even though you are trusting God, even though that you are believing in God, problems you are still going to face. The Bible says a man called Job was a man who was like no other. This is a man that feared God. This is a man who respected God. This is a man who trusted God. But even though he trusted God, even though he feared God, God allowed a time to come where this man faced challenges. Why? Because life is filled with the challenges. You want to speak about Abraham? The same. The man walked with God. But the Bible says that the man got old, his wife got old, and they could not conceive a child. Hallelujah. So life is not free of problems. Praise the Lord. We want to speak about precious Jesus. Now, let's go on. You're going to understand this properly, okay? Um, verse number four at the end, it says, they don't understand this message about the glory of Christ. This is now the key. Hallelujah. We are talking about precious Jesus. And the word of God in uh, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 1 is talking about uh, we never give up. It is talking about anyone who is rejecting the gospel. It is because they don't understand. It is because they have been uh, 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 covered with a covering from the devil. 
Hallelujah. They have been made not to see the truth or reality by the enemy. He has deliberately taken away the truth from them that they don't understand the truth. But what then Apostle Paul is saying, he says that um, they don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Hallelujah. So what I want you to pay attention to is that when we are talking about Jesus Christ, the precious Lord Jesus, the precious Messiah, according to the word of God, he is the likeness of God. Here's a revelation for you. God is not a human being. Okay? The way that you are seeing me now is not the way that you see God because God is not a human being. God is a spirit. What does that mean? If you are trying to see God in appearance, then you are not going to see God at all. If you are trying to see Jesus in appearance, then you are not going to see Jesus at all. This is the reason why we have been fighting one another about the color of Jesus' skin. This is why we have been fighting one another about the race of Jesus. This is why we have been fighting one another about the origin of Jesus on the earth. But remember, Jesus was only born to Mary through God. Hallelujah. So there was a purpose why he was born in the physical. But that's not where the story lies. The story lies in the fact that, according to the word, Jesus is the likeness of God. So when you are talking about Christ Jesus, when you are talking about precious Jesus, you are referring to God himself. You are referring to God, the, the one, the owner of love. You are referring to God, the owner of life. You are referring to God, the owner of justice. You are referring to God, the owner of peace. You are referring to God, the owner of healing. Hallelujah. So when I say precious Jesus, understand that this is a spiritual matters. Praise God. I don't look at gender, I don't look at race, I don't look at culture, I don't look at uh, what you have, but I look at the spirit. That is your spirit. Does your spirit have anything that is Christ-like? Does your spirit, your character, your personality reflect the character of Jesus? Can I see anything about Jesus in you? Can I see anything about Jesus in your words? Can I see anything about Jesus in your behavior? When I speak about precious Jesus, I am asking myself a question. When I look at your family, when I look at the way you do things, when I look at the way you, you treat other people, when I look at the way you speak about other people, when I look at the way you handle situations, when I look at the way you react, can I see Jesus in that? Can I see the peace of the Lord in that? Can I see the love of the Lord in that? If the answer is yes, then my friend, my brother, my sister, you are indeed a child of God. If the answer is no, then I would like to say to you that go back in your closet. Go back in your room. Get down on your knees and say, God, help me. Hallelujah. If there is not a single thing about my life that can reflect Jesus, then I should return in my room. I should return in my house. I should return in my closet. I should get down on my knees and say, Father, help me. Praise the Lord. Let me read on. I tell you why. Verse number five. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we are in verse number 5 now. The Bible says, you see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves, my God. If you see me as Tadala, if you see me as Pastor Malua, busy speaking about myself, you must know that there is a problem. 
If you see me busy promoting my life, promoting my marriage, promoting my business, promoting my work all the time, all I am doing is always promoting my affairs. You must understand that there is a problem. Hallelujah. Now, listen, let me make it clear. I am not saying you speaking about your achievements is wrong. No, I am saying as a servant of God. Hello, I am saying as a, whether you are serving God as a pastor, an apostle, a prophet, an evangelist, uh, a bishop, uh, uh, a reverend, uh, whatever title that you are given, as long as you are serving God, if you are busy promoting yourself, then the Bible says that there is a problem. If you are a worshiper in the house of God, your, your job or your duty is to worship, to lead people into the presence of God, and you are busy promoting yourself. You are busy promoting your singing style. You are busy promoting the way you do things. You must check yourself, question yourself, and say, am I really serving God? This is not Tadala condemning anyone, no. This is not Pastor Tadala making himself better, no. This is me teaching the word of God, precious Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's, let's continue so you see what I am saying. Verse number five. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord. When you see me here like this, hallelujah, the purpose of what I am doing is to tell you, is to bring the good news that I spoke of last week, the gospel, that Jesus is Lord. Is to tell you that Jesus heals. Is to tell you that Jesus changes. Hallelujah, he can change lives. Jesus blesses. Jesus restores. Jesus uplifts. Jesus promotes. Jesus blesses. That's the purpose of what I am here to do. And the Bible continues to say, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. So I am called a servant of God because of Jesus. If it were not for this man, Jesus, I would not be known as a servant of God. But because of Jesus Christ, because of his love, because of his grace, his kindness, I am here known as a servant of God. And for, 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 for your sake, I am here to speak, to teach, to preach the good news, the gospel. I am here to promote my savior. I am here to promote my master. I am here to tell you that Jesus is precious in your life. He is precious in your relationship. He is precious in your destiny. He is precious over your future. He is precious over every area of your life. If you have Jesus, you have the answers. If you have Jesus, you have the key. Hallelujah. Remember at the start I was talking about the key? When you have Jesus, my God, he can unlock every door, any door in your life. The door of sickness, Jesus can unlock it for you to receive your healing. The door of no peace, Jesus can unlock it so you have got peace. The door of no favor, Jesus can unlock it so that you have got favor. The door of no acceptance, Jesus can unlock it so that you are accepted. The door of failure, Jesus can unlock it so that you are passing, you are excelling, you are exceeding, you are increasing, you are growing, you are moving forward, you are achieving higher levels, you are achieving better levels. Why? Because you have got Jesus Christ who is precious. Hallelujah. Now, Listen, the Bible says, mm, verse number six, 
Verse number six. For God, who said, let there be light in darkness. This is a statement that God made in the book of Genesis chapter one. All right. In Genesis chapter one, God said, let there be light. And here, Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians is saying, for God, who said in the beginning, for God, who declared in the beginning that let there be light in the darkness has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So when you say that I am glowing, when you say that I am shining, when you say that I am succeeded, when you say that I am favored, when you say that there is grace upon my life, when you say that there are miracles in my life, when you say that indeed I am experiencing a good life, it is because of Jesus. <laughs> it is because of Jesus Christ who is the light of God. Do you, do you get that part? <laughs> Listen, everything that you say is good about my life. God is reminding us that it is so because of his son, Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. Hallelujah. This is the reason why everything good that happens in your life, I want to encourage you that give the credit to Jesus Christ. Any achievement that you have in your life, before you get carried away and start praising yourself, before you let your ego take over, before you let your pompous attitude take over, give the credit to Jesus. Let him know that if it were not for you, I would not have this. If it were not for you, I would not be in this place. But it is because of you that I have made it this far. Thank you, Jesus. It is because of you that I have these blessings. Thank you, Jesus. It is because of you that I have this favor. Thank you, Jesus. It is because of you that I have passed. Thank you, Jesus. It is because of you that there is peace in my family. Thank you, Jesus. It is because of you that my, my, my ministry is growing. My ministry is expanding. Thank you, Jesus. It is because of you that when I pray, there are answers. Things change. Situations change. Thank you, Jesus. It is because of you that whenever I speak, people listen. Thank you, Jesus. It is because of you that I am highly favored. I am more than a conqueror. It is because of you that I cannot fail in life. It is because of you why 2020 is a good year for me. It is because of you why I am declaring that 2020, I am going to experience the greatness of God. It is all because of you, Jesus. You are letting him know. And verse number seven, the last verse, the Bible reads, we now have this light shining in our hearts. When you say Tadala has a good heart, it is not because Tadala is a good man. It is because of the light of Jesus that is shining inside of me. And that makes me to be a good man. When you are saying that that woman is a good woman, that's a good girl, that servant of God is humble. It is because of the light that Jesus is shining in that life. When you are saying in that ministry there is life, in that ministry there is love, in that ministry there is grace, it is because Jesus is allowing the light to shine in those people, to shine through those people, and you are experiencing the goodness of precious Jesus. And the Bible continues to say, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. So I should be an open book for Jesus. You missed that. 
<laughs> Let's read again. The Bible says verse number seven, right? Let's start verse number seven. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile pledges containing this great treasure. So when you see Tadala, hallelujah, you should, you know, I should be transparent. Praise God. You should not wonder how is this man like. You should not wonder how is this man as a pastor. You should not wonder how is this man as a husband. You should not wonder how is this man as a father. You should not wonder how is this man as a colleague. How is this man as a friend. How is this man as an uncle. How is this man as a cousin. How is this man as a son. How is this man as a member of a society? How is this man as an owner? You should not wonder. Why? Because the Bible says I should become like a clay jar. Praise God. That is transparent. Meaning you can see easily. Without asking questions, you can see through me that this man is gentle. This man is kind. Why? Because my life is transparent. I am not hiding behind a veil. I am not hiding behind a covering. I am not hiding behind any name. But I am genuine. Why? I have got precious Jesus on my side. And it ends by saying this makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. If I cannot be transparent, if I cannot be seen through me, then it is difficult for you to know where my power is coming from. Hallelujah. This is the reason why today people question servants of God. People question pastors. People question prophets. Why? Because we have got a covering. Hallelujah. The way we are living our life, people have got so many question marks. People are asking so many questions. People are wondering. But God is saying through Apostle Paul that we must be clear. Hallelujah. It must be clear that when I pray, people should not ask how did he, that miracle happen. But it should be clear that the way the pastor prayed, it is God that has answered. Hallelujah. When someone receives a favor, when someone is blessed and they come to share a testimony, there should be no questions. But it should be clear that it is because of the prayer that the pastor prayed to God that God has done this miracle. It should be clear that when someone was struggling to find favor to get married, when they get married after a prayer, there should not be questions to say, did they see a traditional healer? Did they see a sangoma? Did they see a witch doctor? How did they get married? Did she take medication? Did she maybe trick the woman or the man? Did he trick the woman to get married? How did it happen? Were charms involved? Those questions should not be asked because we are transparent before God. Hallelujah. It is clear and evident that this woman was spending time in the presence of God. That's why God has answered her. This child was spending time in the presence of God. This is why she is favored like this. This is why he is favored like that. He has become a superstar, not because of their question marks, not because of connections, not because of where he was, but because of God. Why? It is transparent. The Bible says it is clear that your power is from God. Your great the power is from God, not from myself.
People should not say, where did Pastor Malua get his power? People should not ask, where did Pastor Malua get his, his ability? But people should know, it should become clear and obvious that that man is a servant of God. We know it is happening because of God. We know the answers are from God. We know the guidance is from God. We know the ministry is from God. We know the calling is from God. We know his behavior is of God. We know his character is of God. We know his behavior is of God. Why? It is transparent. The Bible says it becomes clear. Hallelujah. So let me declare that your life must become clear from today in the name of Jesus. Your family must become clear from today in the name of Jesus. Your relationship must become clear from today in the name of Jesus. Your business must become clear from today in the name of Jesus. People should not ask how does he make it in the business. People should not say you were promoted as a woman because you are sleeping with the bosses or sleeping your way up. That should never be a statement about your life. I refuse that on your behalf in the name of Jesus. When people see you rising up the ladder, when people see you increasing or going up the corporate ladder, they should say she is a daughter of God. It is no surprise. People should not say it is because of corruption that your business is expanding. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. But when people see you getting new contracts, when people see you winning tenders, when people see you getting new business, people should testify and say, yes, we are not surprised. He is a son of God. We are not surprised. He is a child of God. When people see your ministry growing, when people see ministry, your ministry experiencing miracles, signs and wonders, testimonies being offered, people should not ask questions, but people should testify. It is because of Jesus that ministry we know. It is because of God of heaven. We know that precious Jesus is at the, you know, he is in control of that ministry. Hallelujah. You see, we become problems ourselves for God because of our behavior. My, 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 that's a revelation. I am saying we become a problem because of our behavior. This is why people outside cannot trust God because of us. The way we are speaking, the way we are behaving, the way we are conducting ourselves, the way that we are going around, people are not sure whether indeed we are serving God or not. So we need to change today and adopt the life of Jesus. We need to change today and make sure, hallelujah, whether I am alone or not, whether I am in my house, whether I am in my office, whether I am in my place of business, whether I am commuting, I am traveling, whatever I am doing, wherever I am, I should always be known as a child of God. People should never have a question and say, we are wondering, is Tadala a Christian or not? Is Tadala a pastor indeed? Does he indeed believe in Jesus? Is he genuine? People should never have that question. Hallelujah. So I'm not saying only for pastors. No, even for you as a sister, for you as a brother, your family members should not know you as one who are always quarreling. You should not be known as the one who knows how to talk the most. Don't be known as one who knows how to swear the most, how to use a lot of nasty words. You should not be known as the one who is always fighting. Hallelujah. But you should be known as a child of peace. One whom when your siblings call, you are going to guide them with peace. 
You are going to speak to them with love. You are going to counsel them with the word of God. You are going to help them and say, listen, my sister, I know it was bad. I know it was terrible. But do you know that Jesus loves you? Do you know that you can change your approach? Do you know that you don't have to fight them? You should be known as a person who indeed is carrying Christ. There should never be a question mark in your life. Precious Jesus. Let me pray. Father, I thank you and I bless you for the uh, word that you gave me. Lord, I did not know that I would be sitting here this moment to speak about this word until you gave it my father. And I appreciate you that I have done what you asked of me, O oh father, to speak, to teach, to preach this word to your son, to your daughter. Father, I know that they have listened and they shall continue to listen. I know they have heard and they shall continue hearing. For the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God, hearing by the word of God. I declare that God, may they not stop hearing here, but may they continue to hear. May they continue to listen. May they continue to be taught the living word, the active word, the word that is powerful, the word of God. Jehovah, I thank you that Jesus, you are indeed precious. You are precious not only in my life, you are precious in my marriage. You are precious with my children. You are precious in the ministry. You are precious with my relatives. You are precious in business. You are precious in employment. You are precious in academics. You are precious in society. You are precious in politics. You are precious in ministry. You are precious in every area of life. We honor you and we thank you. May your nature reflect in us. May your light reflect in us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I say thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So that's the end of the message that I had for you. And I want to encourage you that um, always do your best to live for Jesus. All right? Be known as an honest person. Be known as a genuine person. Don't have so many personalities. Hallelujah. Whether you are away from your friends, your relatives, be the same you. Hallelujah. I, I like that. Wherever you are, whenever it is, however it may be, be you. All right? Don't change that about you. Remain a child of God. Remain humble. Remain honest. Hallelujah. So with that, I've come to the end and I'm wishing you a lovely day further. I, I declare that the week that you are starting tomorrow may it be a fruitful week, a great week, a week filled with miracles, signs, wonders, testimonies, whatever you are looking for. I declare that may you find it in this new week. And I ask that Holy Spirit may continue to guide you, to teach you, and to inform you about the precious Jesus Christ whom we serve. All right? With that, thank you. Enjoy. And shalom.